Welcome back to the Every Effort Podcast. If it's Tuesday and you are just listening to this week's episode, thank you so much because you're probably a faithful listener or it is just meant to be and you will be (laughs) our next faithful listener because we release a new episode every Tuesday. We are so blessed, a little stressed and making every effort to figure out the rest. My name is Jocelyn. And my name is Matt. We talk about all things church, faith, relationships, advice, finances, dating, pretty much what's going on in culture is what's going on on this podcast. (laughs) And today we have a cool topic about culture in general, but especially about just the human condition and human habits, which everyone struggles with. Oh, easily. And I think we all feed off of each other. Like we're millions of creatures of habit all running around interacting with each other so we get into like weird patterns that if you take a step back you start to ask what why do we do these things why are there these rules that no one talks about creatures of habit is truly one of the best phrases that actually mean what it what it says because (laughs) it's almost like we can't help it right like we're a creature we just act on our instincts well humans tend to have habitual instincts just like every other creature out there Um, so it's kind of interesting to compare us to something called a creature yeah it's like we i don't know what the reason is but my thought is like the world is so chaotic that we just need like normalcy like we need something to feel familiar and so we always go back to like whatever routine we have And there's just all these little routines and these like norms that have built over time that when you take a step back, you start to wonder why they're there and if we should even be following them. Yeah, essentially, if it's comfortable to you, you're probably gravitating towards it, which is not necessarily the best thing to do. But you also kind of don't want to burn yourself out mentally by having to think about everything that you're doing, which is why habits are important for brain function is it just simplifies everything for you. So you don't have to think as much. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of the kind of genesis of this and what got me so interested in this idea of conformity was um, I was listening to kind of like a psychology podcast where they were talking about these experiments that were run by a guy named Milgram. I think it was like the 50s, but you've probably heard of it. He basically had people come in off the street and gave them this kind of test and they said, hey, there's someone in the other room. If they get a question wrong, press this button and it'll shock them. And if they keep getting them wrong, then the voltage is going to go up. And so these people would just kind of do as they were told. The other person would pretend to get a question wrong and the person being experimented on would press a button and the other person would kind of yelp or indicate that they were in pain. And then it would keep progressing until the person was like yelling or screaming, like in a lot of pain and people kept going and going. Everyone got to like a very painful level. A lot of people went like as far as the experiment allowed them to. It was this really weird situation where you're like, you can tell that this person is causing them pain, but because they're asked to and because they're put in this kind of situation where that's the norm and that's what's expected of you, people just went along with it. It's kind of crazy. I have to know two things. One, how much were these people paid to be in these experiments? (laughs) And two, who wrote those contracts for them to be in these experiments? Is this one of those like would be illegal today kind of tests? Maybe not illegal, but you'd need a lot of contracting and terms and conditions to do it. I think it's what it probably doesn't 
quite hit unethical but it's it's the gray area I'd it's say. the borderline but yeah that's uh, a super interesting experiment i'm always fascinated by these psychology experiments especially the older ones because there were a lot less laws protecting people who were in them um i think at least for the sake of this one i the person who was yelling in pain was not actually in pain right no they were just a paid you know student or whatever acting okay got it okay i do know and i mean i didn't study psychology but i i have heard this is one of the the more famous ones um so humans conforming how do they conform in that experiment well, I think that experiment kind of shows the conformity because they're brought into like this almost lab scenario and they're just told like, this is how the process works. Like this is how what we're doing works. So when this happens, you do this, we tell you what to do and you do it. And they're like, okay, I can follow instructions. And for whatever reason, the following of instructions and not wanting to push back against the person giving them the instructions or whatever the motive is, maintaining that like status quo is more important in the moment than looking out for the pain of this other person in the other room. And I think what kind of plays into it too is you can't quite see that other person, but you see the person in front of you telling you what to do. So I think there's that Mm. like peer pressure and that sense of like, this other person's doing it, it's easier for me if I just go along than turn and face them or say something that like, hey, I don't think we should be doing this. Like there's this pressure and that's kind of what breeds conformity is this pressure to just keep going along with Gosh. what's there. Yeah, you know, this reminds me of that, that I think this might've been at Stanford or some really reputable university, um, also psychological experiment. It was like an underground jail. The Stanford prison experiment. Oh, okay. That one is crazy. That one was insane. So a uh, quick uh, paraphrase. So they simulate this underground prison. It was at Stanford too? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So they tell the participants that a certain portion of them are superior and the rest are inferior. And it's kind of interesting because just the assignment of the roles to people was enough to change how they treated each other and they actually filled the roles that they were told so um, a lot of bad conforming in that experiment um, not not something that i'd recommend for someone to do as like a post bible study activity but it's kind of interesting just like the the way that we're able to conform to our identity what people tell us especially in in an experiment where you're trusting the people um who the authority who are are telling you like what the rules are of the game like you really do stick to them Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting like i think there are so many of those little rules in culture that we don't acknowledge but if you think about it like if i tell you you're sitting in an airplane you act as if you're on an airplane. Like, it's very hard to explain, but you don't get up and turn around to talk to your friend. Or, like, in an airplane, it's normal to stand in line for the bathroom, but you wouldn't do that at your friend's house. Like, there's just Mm -hmm. all these little things that we just see as, okay, that's what you do in this setting or with these people or Mm -hmm. in that role, as you mentioned. So Mm -hmm. there's all these little ways that it's almost like little rivers. Like, they just kind of carve out, like, paths, and that's like, okay, that's what we do in this scenario, and we follow that along, and it's very rare that someone gets up and questions it. What's interesting is that people are willing to mistreat each other just by trusting a very random 
person mm-hmm. that the conditions of the environment are true. Uh, that's that's bizarre to me. Like it, it just it just makes you think like, oh, that would never be me, right? But then it's also like, well, I don't think any of the people in the study ever thought that that would be them either, right? And that's just what happens, unfortunately. So one thing I thought that I needed to get just for my own like readiness for this was the definition of conformity. Because I was like, I feel like I know what this is, but what is it really? So the definition is the tendency for an individual to align their attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors with those of the people around them. And so I feel like that kind of gets us to this idea of like groupthink or like a herd mentality where no one's really making a decision. You all just kind of do what everyone else is doing. And there's Mm -hmm. not really like thought or intention behind it. And I think that's why it's kind of like threatening and so powerful when someone steps up and says, why are we doing it this way? We should be doing it this other way. Like those people are seen so like oppositionally because everyone just wants to keep the status quo because it's more comfortable to be part of the crowd. I like that the definition uses the word align for, for someone to align their attitudes, beliefs, behaviors with those of the people around them because Conformity, I think, is a lot more sneaky than we take it for. Um, it's not quite adopting someone else's beliefs, but it's it's almost like this like convincing, like you're kind of arguing that like you agree with somebody else, right? Like you really are just succumbing to what's around you versus like just taking it blindly. Like there is some logical process going on, I think, with conformity. Yeah, and I think it happens in small ways every day. Like it could be as easy as Jocelyn and I watch a movie. I'm thinking, eh, it wasn't that great. But if Jocelyn speaks first and says, wow, that was great, I'm much more likely to say, yeah, it was great. than really (laughs) say, "Eh, I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence about it. Like it's easier to just go along with what everyone else is doing. Yeah. So something I'm trying to do is get Matt to eat more sweets. I don't think he knows this yet, but it makes me feel less guilty when I have an accomplice, someone who's joining me in the sin of overeating sweets. Um, So hopefully one day it'll come to him naturally. I'll keep you guys updated. Uh, Right now it's not really working too well. I think this is a whole different brand of experiment. <laughs> I feel whole, like um, Pavlov's this, dog over here. This whole podcast is my own social experiment. <laughs> <laughs> I only married you for this experiment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, on that note, if you have any weird little like norms that you conform to or experiments that you would want to run, anything you'd just love to hear us talk about on the podcast, we would love for you to send in a voice message. Uh, You can send that in through the link in our Instagram bio or through the description in our Spotify episode. We'd love to hear from you and for you to be a part of future topics and questions you might have. What this all really means at this point, right? Like, why should we really care about conformity? What is the driving force behind it? And why can't we just go with the flow? Because it seems to avoid pain for us well i think the biggest issue is our conscious i think we Mm. know when we're conforming to something that we shouldn't be when we need to realign ourselves with god's word because we're still individuals right and our beliefs are even skewed from the ideal um, as much as they are skewed from the most irrational um, dystopian ideal so 
To think about where our beliefs stand is so critical, I think, for maintaining our sanity and our good conscience. Yeah, I think you have to have your beliefs laid out ahead of time in order to be able to stand up for them. Like, you can't come up with them in the moment and then decide that you're going to stand on your beliefs. You have to have those, like, very ingrained and thought out so that when the situation comes up, you know, okay, I don't believe in hurting people. This is where I draw the line. If you don't know that going in, you're just going to go along with what everyone else says. But I think the conscious really comes into play, like you mentioned, because it's easy to give in in the moment, but later when you're trying to you know, go to sleep at night or when you have that time to think, that's when you think, oh my goodness, what have I done? I can't believe I didn't stand up more. What was I doing? Like In the moment, it's so easy to just give in, but in the long run, it hurts you. And that's when you start to feel that like regret and self-doubt. So I think you have to take the time ahead of time to set your boundaries, set your beliefs so that you know when one of those is crossed. Yeah, I think, I do think people can decide in the moment as well. Like sometimes people, and I've experienced this, come at a crossroads where it's like, oh, I never thought about this decision. Like, do I believe in kicking dogs and throwing (laughs) them off of the rooftops? Like, this doesn't seem right. You know, it's not something, it's not a situation I've thought about before, Mm -hmm. right? Random example, but it's like, what, what do I do now that it's it's presented before me? Right. It's like this active rationalizing, but you have to do that before you take the next step. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes people conform to buy themselves time when Mm -hmm. they haven't really thought through something for themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah, you don't have to think through every situation because it'll never be exactly what you imagine or what you prepare for. But I think by having something like the Bible or by just thinking critically about things that happen, like what would I have done in this scenario? What do I believe? And it can be as baseline as love my neighbor as myself. Okay, I I don't have every situation laid out, but if I see someone getting hurt, I'm going to say something. I'm going to step in. So I think it comes down to like being solid in your own beliefs because in the moment it's really tempting to just go with it. So I think you have to like do the mental preparation ahead of time and then just recognize in the moment, okay, mm-hmm. this is one of those times where my beliefs aren't being followed and I might be, you know, exercised or I might be made like a pariah, but I need to stand up and say something. So pretty much as much as you can be prepared for a situation that may impact or challenge your morality and beliefs. I mean, there's going to be situations where you can't prepare. You don't know what's coming for you. But if you have the chance to like know where you stand and if it's a situation where like temptation can come like just be smart about it and avoid it altogether. But if it's something where you feel like you might have to take a stand for something, prepare yourself ahead of time for what that's going to look like. Envision yourself doing whatever that standing up means to you. You know what this reminds me of, though? Do you remember when we were playing Mafia last week? And after we played the game, right, it was a super intense game because... we really thought the bad guys were going to win and then the good guys kind of came through and salvaged the sheriff and stuff. Well, as we were sitting around that table playing the card game, I thought about it and afterwards I told you like, you know, we really don't have to play by our cards if we don't (laughs) want to, right? Like we kind of... Like these cards tell us who we are in the game, right? The card tells me I'm a good guy or I'm a bad guy, but... What if I just wanted to be the opposite? 
Like, mm. what are, I don't have, there's nothing in the rules that say I have to play in the best interest of mm-hmm. the card handed to me, of that identity. And so that has made game playing a lot more fun for me <laughs> now, because I'm like, you know, next time I might try something interesting. Maybe I'll get the bad guy card and choose to play the good guy for fun, you know, mm. if I could figure out who the good other good guys are. But yeah, I think, I think life is a lot more fun when you play it in your terms and I kind of thought like you can't lose the game if you play to who you are yeah and I think when you're bold like that you identify people who you really click with like if you break the rules and play as a different role some people are going to be really frustrated because the game needs to work a certain way (laughs) right some people are going to love that and say that's awesome I love that and then you click better with those people like I think being bold and kind of stating what you really believe yeah sure it can kind of grow you a little bit more distant from some people, but it helps you find those genuine connections of people who like on a deep level think the way you think and believe the things you believe. Yeah. We don't usually assign homework on the podcast, but uh, next time you guys are playing with your friends, any game of any sort, try to play um, Saboteur. Oh, I do not endorse this. I'm going to distance myself. (laughs) This is all you. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's nothing stopping you from doing what you want to do in a game. And when you think about it, we've all been in that experiment, those shock experiment. Was it Milgram? Mm -hmm. Those Milgram shock experiment. I mean, every every time you played any card game, Monopoly, Uno, you name it, you are participating in a conforming social experiment. Are you not? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think we should specify, like, there are the rules, like, right. there are rules to follow, but then there are, like, norms of what order you do things in and how you interact with people. Like, sure. there's no one that, there's no rule that says you can't play Monopoly in a British accent. Like, right, there's just things that dictate how you play <laughs> things that are norms. I think, overall, my best piece of advice for someone who's struggling with conforming or someone who just sees so much going on around them and doesn't know how to express themselves and their beliefs, um, I think you got to start small. Think of one small way in which you can practice going against the flow for once. And all that could mean is, you know, I'm going to stop and think for once. Like, what is going on around me? And it doesn't even have to be when you're at a crossroads, but just kind of observe other people observe the observe them making their decisions and ask what would you do in that scenario right next time you're watching a tv show the office parks and rec those are our favorites they make a lot of interesting decisions in those shows (laughs) uh just kind of ask yourself yeah what would you do as a normal person um as a you yourself what would what would god want you to be doing in that situation and see it yeah, see, see if that actually pans out at some point in your life to, to test if you have that, that muscle, I guess, the, the non-conforming spiritual muscle in you. Because I think it is something you have to like practice. And again, like certain habits that we have are for our benefit, right? But you kind of have to be conscious of the bad ones to change them. Yeah, it's good to self-reflect. And I think if there's anything you're unsure about, pray about it. Like the verse that came to mind for me with this topic was Romans 12, 2, which says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. 
And so there you have it. Like <laughs> there's your rule. If you pray about it, if it's God's will, boom, I can follow it. You know, maybe conforming on this one thing is exactly what should be done. Like conformity isn't, doesn't mean every single time you should stand up and do something crazy or different, but it means that you should test it. You should think about it and you should pray about it. And you should surround yourself, make your core central and important group of people who love and care about you and listen to you, make them be aligned with all of the attitudes and beliefs and behaviors that you want to have in your life, right? Like go to church and surround yourself with other people who are in the word as well and who are trying to better themselves in that specific way because ultimately you're going to conform to what's around you as well. Like that's where the influence is. But Jesus also tells us to go out into the world, right? To make disciples, be friends with the world. And, uh, but that shouldn't be like our main group. Well said. Well, we appreciate everyone hopping in and listening into this episode. Um, you can follow along with us outside of the podcast on social media. We are at Every Effort Podcast on, wow, this is becoming quite the list, yeah. on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We would love if you share uh, the show, share the content with a friend, a loved one, someone that you think could use this kind of young adult community that we're building here. We'd also love if you can rate and review the show. It's just a great way to get us in front of more people who need this word and need this message of community. See you all next week. See you guys.